Welcome to Brain Health Matters, a series of courses, programs, and shows just like this, all designed to help you become healthier so your brain can become happier and stronger. This week, we're going to be learning the many ways that toxins can impact your brain, affecting your mental, physical, and emotional health. But we won't just leave it there. We also have solutions for you. So stay tuned. Brain Health Matters is brought to you by Don't Let the Memories Fade. Learn many enjoyable ways to enhance body, mind, and spirit with simple lifestyle changes that will help you improve your memory and your mind. You can create a healthier, more vibrant future with Don't Let the Memories Fade. Available in ebook and paperback on Amazon everywhere. Hi, I'm Kate Kunkel, the founder of Brain Health Matters, and joining me today is Fallon Jordan. Fallon is a healer and brain health expert, as well as curriculum director of Amen University. Fallon supports a large network of physicians, therapists, and coaches, including me, worldwide in their clinical practice. Fallon is also a functional medicine coach, and that's why I'm so excited to have her here to talk about the many ways that toxins can affect our brains and how we can lessen their effects for better mental and physical health. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you could make it. Um, I'm excited that you can share your vast knowledge with us. I'll bet you've run into a few people who've suffered from the effects of toxins on their brains. Can you tell us a bit about their experiences? Absolutely. And the beautiful thing about what we do at Aiming Clinics is people come for brain scans that measure blood flow and brain activity. We are revolutionizing the way that psychiatry is practiced. And as we are scanning more and more people, we're almost at 220,000 spec scans in our database. So many of these issues that are labeled as psychiatric or neurological are toxins. And sometimes they're infections that cause vulnerabilities to toxins because you're not having your kidneys and liver functioning the way that they need to, where they're getting toxins properly out of your body. Wow. I never thought of that, that it would make it so that you've got predisposition, so to speak, then. Yeah. And I've seen some of my patients that I've worked with saw functional medicine doctors before coming to us and they were doing a good job of doing a few things, but our Amen Clinic's functional medicine doctors really found those missing pieces and treated everything simultaneously versus like for me, you know, I had one doctor, Amen Clinic's helped me with my mercury poisoning, my lead poisoning, my Epstein bar mycoplasma pneumonia and my hormonal issues. Cause they really were all one in the same because they were all part of my body and my brain. And basically my, your brain, your body's always trying to do what it can to protect itself. And so the reason I was so tired was yes, I had the mono and my titers were so high as if it was still active in my body, even though I had it 16 years ago. But that was my body was trying to protect me. And it's like, we're going to fight for you and we're going to take care of you. And so I had no idea that I was as sick in my labs as I was because my body was really trying really hard to take care of me. And some of the things I didn't realize I was doing that were helpful were drinking a lot of water and sweating a lot. So I love working out. I love getting sweaty. And then in the summer and I'm in Georgia, so there's, Lots of you know, sweaty in Georgia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just, I love the feeling of sweating. And then after learning all of these things, it's kind of like part of my meditation now where I'm sweating and I'm like, I'm getting these toxins out. I'm getting the stuff that I don't need anymore. 
And the beauty is that sweat is basically water. Sure. Leave the body. But then also when you start thinking about sweating, I mean, you're like wiping, you know, your forehead or like, sometimes I'll sweat like in the the center of my arm. And I'm like, that's so interesting that like it chose to come out that way because the skin is the largest organ and it's the most susceptible to getting you toxin exposure without really, really knowing it until you download the think dirty app and realize a lot of the things you're willingly putting on your skin or scalp are literally poisonous, which is why I think it's funny. So many old sayings really still reign true. And now we have the science to back it up. And one of those is pick your poison because <laughs> yeah. you can't be totally toxin free, unfortunately, at least in the States because of things that they spray and because of the things that they sometimes put in our food, like there's only so much you can do, which is why it's so powerful that we have amazing tools that I'll be sharing today, like drinking water, sweating, taking certain supplements that help get the toxins safely out of your body. So what would you say are the most common toxins? Like you, you had obviously toxic exposure. You said mercury. Good Lord. That's pretty something else. Is that from fillings or? I have no idea. And I have no idea why I had the lead, which is why it was so powerful to get that information. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So we've got heavy metals then mercury. How about, um, one of the things that I can, I'm concerned about a lot is people just pop these over the counter drugs all the time and they say, yeah. well, it's gotta be safe. You know, they sell them in the drugstore. I can take them. There's no limit on how many really I can buy or take. What's your take on that when it comes to toxin? Well, first of all, as someone that like is really into the design of spaces and like how companies actually use the principles and laws of feng shui against us. And it's, you know, you could be buying this medication that's over the counter and you think is safe. And it's literally on the aisle next to all of the candy and all of these things that are obviously toxins and not good for you. The next aisle after that is all of these lotions and hair products that are super toxic. The Think Dirty app is free and just extremely powerful and could honestly probably do my job oh, <laughs> with really? a lot of people okay, I work so we'll with. Be, we'll be sure to put that in show notes everywhere yeah. so that people get uh, their hands on it. Definitely. And for me, every decision is based on science and spirit. Hmm. So science means you go to pubmed.gov. If you are looking at an over-the-counter medication, punch it in to pubmed.gov and see what comes up. See mm. if it's been shown clinically to help with X, Y, Z. Um, over-the-counter sleep stuff is the one that tends to make me the most like scared um, because we want a quick fix and you can only go so long without sleep, which is why it's always been the number one torture device sleep deprivation. In, yes, yes, absolutely. It's, it's the worst of all of them. Can, at least that I've heard from some of my dear friends who are in law enforcement and military and have seen and heard some pretty horrific things, but there's a reason why if you need to sleep and you can't, like you have to figure out a way. And most people just go to the drugstore and buy the over-the-counter stuff. There's a lot of long-term issues. Ambien. I mean, I'm sure you've heard some nightmare stories literally of what that does to people's brains. There's just so many other safe, natural things that you're not going to find at the drugstore. Or if you find them at the drugstore, they're not going to be properly dosed. A lot of places sell melatonin between two and 10 milligrams. 
And it really only takes 0.5. So less than one milligram to actually help you. We just had someone talking about sleep on the show a couple of weeks ago. And she said exactly that. And people become dependent on it then. Yeah. You have to not allow that to happen. Yeah. So for me, one of the biggest things I encourage people to do is getting these light bulbs that are called sleep ready bulbs and they omit an amber glow. And so transform as much of the light bulbs in your home that you can to that because what melatonin actually does in the brain is when the sun starts going down, it tells your brain, okay, we need to start winding down our day and think about going to sleep relatively soon. And so the light bulbs inside help that versus the way that we think of light bulbs and screens now, which they are literally yelling at your brain, stay awake, stay awake all night, stay awake as long as you possibly can. You don't need no sleep. So it's like the complete yeah. opposite of what we should be doing. And that's a vicious, that's a, vi um, a vicious cycle then, because you've got yeah. people who are so exhausted, they can't think. So they're going to take these drugs and then they take the yep. drugs and their brain gets messed up even more. So they right. can't make good decisions about basically anything. Right. And then they start a stimulant because they can't stay awake during the day and then they get manic and then it's just this like vicious, yeah. vicious cycle. Yeah, exactly. So, um, melatonin should really be taken at a low dose. And very short term. Right, right. Otherwise, it's it's a vicious, um, yeah, cycle yeah. of addiction, so to speak. Uh, how about environmental mm -hmm. toxins? Because we hear a lot about mold exposure. Um, how about that? Is that something you see often? Because it's it's not. I mean, here where I am, it's pretty dry. I don't worry about that. But I've heard that it's quite an issue in many parts, and maybe where you are yeah. in Atlanta. It is. You're some of the best mold specialists here, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and of course, Florida definitely has a lot of issues with mold, which is why I have some theories about why watching the news there is just an instant panic attack because there's so many horrible things that happen there. But I mean, mold is the worst, in my opinion, it's the worst toxin because it's very sneaky. Um, some people don't get immediately sick. Some people don't get sick at all. I worked with a family uh, and they had two young adult boys and they ran a church. And so the husband and one of the sons spent the most time in the church. And then just during service and things like that, the, the other two family members would come. They act, they had bought a new property, the son and the wife. So the two people in the family that spent the least amount of time in the building were the first ones to get sick because they had a genetic disposition to the mold, not leaving their body. And they were, you know, she was doing laundry. So her husband and her other son are bringing these mold covered clothes back and obviously, you know, hugging and kissing and things like that, that again, like and toxins entering the skin. And so it really depends on the person, but there's some people, their entire lives get shifted upside down from mold. It's very common in infertility. It's very common in dementia. It's very mm. common in depression and anxiety really important to get testing for that. I look forward to the day that I go house hunting because I'm, that's the first thing that I'm going to be looking at. I'm not going to be looking at anything else when they show me houses because it's so important. When I moved into my apartment, I made sure that it was mold free. It was a brand new building, so I didn't have to worry as much, mm -hmm. but that's the thing too. It doesn't necessarily mean if you're in a dry place, that you're not going to have mold. It only takes one person, you know, bursting a pipe and it getting trapped in the walls. It's mold is very persistent. 
it takes a lot to get rid of it, whether it's in your body or with it in your home. It's very tricky. Um, there's a great movie. It's a documentary called the moldy movie by Dave Asprey, who actually started on this journey of educating about mold from his brain scan with Dr. Amen. Wow. Cause he was just starting to have some cognitive issues and he's trying to run this multi-million dollar company. And he's like, I don't understand what's wrong with me. His brain scan looked horrible. And we found out it was mold and we did a mold detox with him and he's doing great and is now on this mission to spread awareness about it. Another thing you've got on, on, well, I got it off doctor, uh, off my classes actually, is that um, infections like Lyme disease or herpes, that they are considered like a, almost like a toxin. Would that include things like cold sores and that sort of thing? Yes. So Dr. Dale Bredesen is the Alzheimer's expert, and he has some studies about the common herpes that everyone thinks is just kind of normal, like cold sores, but if left properly, unproperly treated can be a huge risk factor for dementia later in life because it does act like an infection and a toxin. So that would show up in a brain scan then? It could. Yeah. It's so interesting because I had always had cold sores and I thought it was because I had strep as a kid, mono as a kid. Um, And I grew up in a family where everyone had a lot of dental issues and except for me. So I was like, I guess this is like my version of a dental issue. Um, But as I treated the toxins and then worked a lot on my stress, Mm -hmm. I've never had one again. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I haven't had one since last year. It's like God's little, it's like, he like puts his little like finger on my mouth and is like, yo, like, this is not good. This person isn't good for you. I will literally have it at a certain point when I'm dating somebody and like, God's like, this is not the person for you. And I'll get a cold war. Isn't that interesting? Our bodies yeah. know what, however that uh, process is, it knows. Yeah. Before I took Dr. Amen's courses, I thought, well, toxins would show up in only one part of the brain, but that doesn't seem to be that at all. No, my that sweet woman I was talking about who ran a church with her husband, her scan just looked like someone with severe post-traumatic stress disorder. And she was coming in for anxiety and depression. And so wasn't her son. Her sons didn't look as good. Um, His looked more toxic because he had a history of head injuries, which made him more susceptible on top of the genetic disposition to getting sicker, which is why, because they came in together. She's like, my son almost overnight became a different person. And when someone says that, that's when I think infections, especially kids, it's often strep or mono. They develop very debilitating anxiety and or OCD very quickly because it attacks that part of the brain that uh, gets us stuck on thoughts. Right. Which is why I love the book, The Body Keeps the Score, because physical medical trauma still looks like emotional trauma in the brain. In the brain, yes. And you have to process both. Yes, absolutely. We've talked a lot about trauma on this show because you can't heal physically without dealing with those things. You just can't do it. Exactly. You can get away with it for a while, but you're not going to be able to have long-term success. And that's the thing eventually, and I mean, I go through this with clients, I go through this with my friends, like eventually you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) And even seeing these amazing doctors that we have available to us, especially in my network, But at the end of the day, like if you're not going to do the emotional work and release, that's so important. 
And there's so many beautiful ways to do that. Like there are people that do certain types of dancing, certain types of screaming. There's even these mats that activate certain parts of your body that basically force your body to start shaking to release the trauma. 99% of the trauma in our cells is not ours. It's generational. So you have to deal with it at some point, (laughs) especially if you want to have kids and you want them to have the best chance at being their best selves. Cause we are living in a world that's more negative, toxic, and in my opinion, just generally fake than in ever human history. And, you know, kids are so intuitive and if we can get them to understand this stuff when their little brain is still developing before their subconscious or before their conscious brain takes over their subconscious, like that's where like the, my, what I call like the new earth is happening. It's like, there's so many kids coming into this world that get it. They're like, I don't understand why we operate this way. Why? And then, I mean, those little kids ask why a lot. And if you actually like gave them an answer, it's like, you're like a little therapist, right? It's like, I don't know why we think this is normal. I don't think why we think it's normal to watch the news and, you know, go into immediate panic when we have the Amber alert on our phone and we assume the worst possible scenario. That's not the way that, I mean, our brains don't need to be functioning that way anymore. Oh my Lord, no, we do not need to be functioning like that. They never needed to function like that. I do not. It's just one thing after the, in the last two years have just been an absolute disaster as far as I'm concerned for, for, for kids, for all of us. And that would seem to me like so many people are getting sick now, basically post pandemic, it's over basically, right? But I think that now all of that trauma is making them so more, so much more susceptible to other things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my friend is a writer for the CDC and like she's going through all this data. I'm like, I already knew that. <laughs> but they're actually like printing data about like 25% of people that have COVID have these long-term problems that they need fixed. And, you know, the mental health piece, of course, is like the one that I'm the most passionate about. And I mean, just depression, anxiety, and children have, I think, doubled. Yeah, yeah. And suicide attempts by much younger children. It's it's crazy that they would have this suicide ideation at such a young age. Yeah, there was a child that was that committed suicide. It was five years old. Oh, Lord. How do you even like process that in your little brain to do that? What can people do? Like, you gave us a few symptoms. If somebody were to come to you with, with, and you're just not sure, what would be the questions you would ask to say, maybe this could be toxic exposure? What would be the thing you would look for as a coach and and functional medicine specialist? So definitely asking more questions like, have you, do you know if you live in a house that's had a leak before versus like, do you have mold in your house? Like that you, that doesn't mean anything to people. You know, have you been bit by a tick? Versus do you have Lyme disease? Like you have to kind of put it in this form where people start to really think about it. You know, what are you putting on your body? Do you, have you read the ingredients on your lotion, shampoo, your cleaners for your home, all of those things. It's really just being uh, mindful and reflective of what is actually around you and what's touching or going in your body. So the same for food as well. Yeah. And I realize that so many people just don't have any concept of the skin being our largest organ and the way that the most toxins get in. And I would like to really stress that here in this show, because I'm concerned about how many, especially women with the nail polish and the hair color and the 
you know, like there's so much that goes on and I don't want to sweat. So I'm going to wear antiperspirant. Oh Lord, please don't wear antiperspirant. (laughs) So funny. The first thing that happened when the pandemic happened and I just switched roles and I knew I wasn't going to be in an office anymore. I have been dying to use a natural deodorant, but I knew that I was going to go through a detox. And so I didn't want to do that when I was going to be around people. So for a week, I didn't wear deodorant at all. And I was just like letting all this junk out because your armpits are one of the best places for you to get rid of toxins. That's right. And so I switched to a natural deodorant and I mean, there's days I don't even put it on and I don't smell and I work out every day. It's really amazing when you start paying attention. Um, when you do heavy metal testing, aluminum is one of the common things that they test for a lot of people. It is high because of the deodorant situation. So I'm glad that you shared that. Um, and then definitely, yeah, makeup, hair stuff. Like there's so many safe things like mouthwash. I just switched to a natural mouthwash and I mean, my mouth feels completely different. And there is this, um, anger grief process that a lot of people go through when they do get the think dirty app and they do start paying attention to these things because the way that you look at the grocery store or even just virtual, like on Amazon, when people are trying to sell you stuff, they're literally pushing toxins to you. And you're like, why would someone be doing this to me? And it's in my opinion, based on either ignorance or greed, either one to me is not acceptable. And so I always kind of let people know that 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 is part of the experience. It is normal to feel those things. And that's why we need more people talking about this stuff so that there is a much more clear path for what wellness looks like. And you might have to literally push a bunch of products and bullies and demons out of your way to get to that tiny part of the store, that very specific part of, um, a website to find what it is that you need. Um, I've been using better life cleaning products because they're not only environmentally safer, but they're the best for animals. Oh, my pets are my babies and their noses are close to the floor. And then my cat is a counter surfer. And so they were starting to have some breathing problems. And I was like, huh, I've never thought of it this way. I switched it and they are so much happier. And like, I love the cleaners. Like they're better life. I'll, I'll re- I will also yeah. put that here because it's important it was, for people. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's hard to find unless you know exactly what the brand is like just Googling animal safe and all that stuff. They, I mean, there isn't, I couldn't find a store and I live in a very Metro area that had an animal safe guaranteed product. Mm. So I had to get it online. So what, you know what I do here? Cause I'm in Ecuador and it's really hard to find anything like that here. Yeah. I make my own. I use vinegar and, and essential oils and yeah. you know, purified water and stuff like that. And Perfect. I'm, um, hydrogen peroxide, the food grade hydrogen peroxide, because you don't want the stuff with all the fillers and everything. So right. I just make my own. My cleaning lady does not understand it because they really love stuff with scent, like yeah. strong scent here, which is another thing I'd like to talk about because scents, people, I've been trying to explain to people, scents are not your friend. They yeah, are I always poison. say like, if you want to get cancer, go to Bath and Body Works <laughs> and hang out there for a day Yeah, because it's just crazy the stuff that they put in their lotions and candles. I mean, it's literally killing people. 
Yeah, and 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 you burn it. Good Lord, if you're doing it on a candle and you're burning it, it's going everywhere. For your animals, if you have birds in the house, you can pretty well tell if it's bad because the birds will get sick. There's a reason yeah. that old story is canary in the coal mine. Yes, totally. If anyone wants safe candles, my friend is uh, Simply Latina on Instagram. They make their own candles. Cool. And they're um, environmentally safe, toxin-free. And I love them because they actually put stones in them. So like my manifestation candle has an amethyst in it. Perfect. I used to have candles like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. So yeah, like I said, like there's people realizing this and building a business and like living their passion and purpose by doing something that serves the greater good. And not hurting. Yeah. Not, not deliberately hurting in the name of dollars. Fallon, this has been wonderful. I could talk to you literally all day, but I (laughs) I try to keep these shows short so people will pay attention because we know that brain attention is a little bit shorter than it used to be. I know. If you made it this far, I am so grateful. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thanks again, Fallon. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Brain Health Matters. Be sure to subscribe with your favorite podcast service so that you can get all the latest episodes when they're released. 